The Feet That Ran, written and read by Yana Slobodova. This is a story about a good little wolf, who, in spite of his best efforts, kept getting into trouble. Do you sometimes get into trouble, even though you try to do all the right things? Well, that is exactly what happened to Howell. Constantly. You see, Howell lived in the city with his mum and his dad and his three little sisters. He loved being the big brother. He got to teach his little sisters how to play games and how to look at bugs and collect sticks, and every day he showed them all the interesting things he discovered on his way to school, like an old magpie's nest that got knocked off a tree in the last night's storm, or a duck feather he found floating in the local pond. He had to use a really long stick to reach it from the shore, or a half-eaten pine cone abandoned by a squirrel. Howell's sisters were too little to go to school yet, and they always waited impatiently for him to come home and tell them what he was up to and what new things he learned and discovered. Yes, Howell was the best brother one could imagine, but he had one big problem. No matter how hard he tried to listen to his parents and his teachers, he still kept getting into trouble. School was usually the worst. He would sit at his desk, and as hard as he strained his brain, he just couldn't get it to focus. His feet kept kicking and bouncing under his desk, his thoughts kept wandering, and his brain kept playing tunes and imaginary stories inside his head. All the little boys and girls would sit still and listen attentively. Only Howell's paws kept fidgeting, and his body was full of beans. Howell, you are not paying attention. Stop looking out of the window and focus, his teacher would say. But as hard as he tried, his mind kept wandering far away. His paws would never listen either. Stop kicking your desk. You are disturbing others, his teacher would remind him. Stop snapping your fingers, Howell. Stop wiggling for one minute. And, Howell, are you whistling? Seriously? Howell tried. He tried so hard to sit still, and he focused so hard on focusing, that he completely forgot he was supposed to do the five times table, and got into trouble again. He was trying so hard not to wriggle and jiggle that he forgot he was supposed to be writing down his French vocabulary. And he tried so hard to concentrate on reading chapter 7 on coniferous trees that he forgot not to fidget and got into trouble for knocking his classmate's lunchbox off the desk while fiddling with his pencil case. And it didn't end there. One day, after a long day of trying to sit still at school, Howell sat down to eat his lunch and, as usual, knocked over the glass of milk while reaching for his peas. His homework took ages to complete again, and his mum had to remind him four times to focus and finish it. And then, when the family all sat down at the end of the day to watch a movie together, his body would give up on him completely, and his paws kept jumping and bouncing and wriggling and fiddling despite his parents telling him to sit down already and be still for just one second for goodness sake, until his dad lost it completely and sent him straight off to bed. Oh, I wish I knew how to make myself still and focus just like everyone else, thought Howell while lying in his bed.
I wish I wouldn't knock everything over all the time, and I wish my body would listen to me and stop fidgeting. And feeling very sad and very helpless, he fell asleep. The next day, when Howell was walking to school, trying to be careful and walk slowly and concentrate on the traffic as usual, suddenly he felt like he couldn't stand it any longer. He felt like there was something inside him, something that needed to run and run and run. His head turned round, his eyes looked beyond the pond and onto the meadow by the forest, and before he knew it, he was running like the wind. He dashed past the garden fences and lawns, past the barking dogs and sprinkling hoses, past the duck pond and the baseball pitch, across the meadow and straight into the woods. The world around him turned into a blur, and his feet felt like they were barely touching the ground. He ran so fast that he heard the air whooshing past his ears, ruffling his soft fur. He lost his hat and threw his backpack full of school books into the bushes and kept on running past one towering tree, then past another, past great big moss-covered rocks and along slippery logs. He hopped over piles of sticks, leaped over streams, and climbed over broken stumps. Eventually, he jumped into a pit full of soft rustling leaves and rolled on the ground. Before long he had jumped up again and ran around, climbing here and pouncing there until he landed in a patch of daisies and finally paused to take a breath. That was cool, a voice came from behind. Owl turned round and saw a pack of small wolves, all dirty paws and tussled fur. Let's do it again. And sooner than he could say growl, the pack of wolves were all over the clearing jumping, pouncing, fighting, laughing, and most of all, running. And for the first time ever, Howell didn't have to focus on focusing. He didn't have to concentrate on sitting still. And he didn't have to slow down and be careful. He ran and ran and ran. And he was the happiest little wolf you could find in the entire forest that day. In the evening, Howell said goodbye to his new friends, hunted down his backpack and rolled up a ball of soft green moss to show his sisters and went home. He was, in fact, worried. He was very worried indeed. Not only did he miss school, he missed lunch and he was super late. Yet he couldn't wipe that wide, toothy smile from his flushed face. When he came home, he ran straight to his parents and told them everything. He told them how his feet started running and how they never stopped until the evening. He told them about his new friends and about everything they had done together. He laughed, he cried, and he apologized for missing school, and he promised to catch up on all his schoolwork. When he finished talking, his parents were very silent. Howell sat down and ate his dinner without spilling his milk. Then he did his homework without fidgeting. And finally he went to bed exhausted, but strangely relieved and calm. And of course happy. In the morning Howell came to have his breakfast, to find his parents both sitting at the table. They looked at him gravely. Oh dear, I'm still in trouble because of yesterday, Howell thought. 
he sat down quietly and paused to see what his parents had to say to him. Finally, after what seemed like ages, his father cleared his throat and said very sternly, Howl. Then he sighed, his voice softened, and he said, We are sorry. What? Howell was confused. What for? He looked up at his father and saw that he was smiling. We are sorry for making you sit still and slow down all the time. You have four wonderful fast-running feet. You love the outdoors, and you are a wild animal after all. We should never have forced you to sit still. Howell couldn't believe his ears. And that is why, his mum added, we decided that from now on you can spend your days running wild in the forest. As long as you do your schoolwork in the evening, of course, his dad added quickly, just to make everything clear. But he might have as well been speaking to himself, because before he could finish the sentence, Howell was standing in the doorway with his backpack and jacket on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, he shouted, and in an instant he vanished. From that day on, Howell spent his time with his wild wolf friends in the woods, and he did his schoolwork in the evening, focused as never, ever before. Now that was Howell's story, a story about a wolf whose feet ran. Maybe you have a pair of feet that need to run too, and a body full of beans that never stops moving. If you do, remember Howl, and try spending some time out in the woods, or running with your friends, and see how fast your paws can move you.